Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. We are a proud part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Hope you all enjoyed your Canada Day long weekend. I took advantage of the extra day and cooked a couple of briskets overnight on Saturday. They took about 16 hours and turned out great. Uh, Definitely my best result with brisket so far. I haven't cooked many of them, but it is a cut that I've had my challenges with for sure, so I was thrilled with how they turned out. Made sure to allow myself lots of time to uh, just let them get to where they needed to be and give them time to rest once they were cooked. So a successful brisket cook and looking forward to doing more of that. It was a quiet weekend on the Canadian barbecue competition scene with no events scheduled. There are a couple of backyard events coming up this weekend on July 6th as Weyburn, Saskatchewan hosts the Weyburn Smoker Cook-Off Competition while Luceville, Quebec sees the Festival de Grille de Saint-Luce happening. Later this month on Sunday, July 21st in Chilliwack, BC, you'll find Barn Burner Barbecue 2019. This is a KCBS-sanctioned event with lots of other activities on the schedule. Looks like it'll be a great time. If you're interested in taking a barbecue judge class, the next opportunity comes on July 25th in Morris, Manitoba. And then the following day is still in Morris. They're holding an SCA qualifier, the Lux Barbecue Steak Cook-Off, which also features a chicken wing competition. Then back in Morris the following weekend, July 27th, is the Rumble on the River KCBS competition, while the Festival Barbecue St. Jerome backyard event is taking place in St. Jerome, Quebec. For more details and a full calendar of events, make sure to check out the Canadian Barbecue Society website at www.cbbqs.ca. Well, folks, if you know me at all, you know I'm a big CFL football fan, so I was excited to hear recently that the Alberta Podcast Network has added another CFL show to the roster with the Eskimo Empire Podcast. Check out this weekly show for all your CFL and Edmonton Eskimo news, thoughts, and opinions. I'd like to welcome them to the network and remind you to visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com to find this and all the other great Alberta-based podcasts on the network. I mentioned it last week, and I am uh, thrilled to be celebrating my 50th episode in grand style by bringing you my recent conversation with a true Canadian barbecue legend, the great Danielle Bennett of DivaQ Barbecue. Danielle was in Calgary recently for a couple of Traeger shop classes at Wickerland, and we met up for a great and candid talk about her adventures in the barbecue world, some of her travels around the world, and some of the challenges she has faced being a woman in a male-dominated industry. Danielle has to be one of the hardest working people in the business, and I really appreciated her taking a few minutes to talk with me. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast, and I am here with, uh, I think, some... Canadian barbecue royalty, I think I can say. Uh, Canadian and American. Both. Canadian and uh, Danielle Bennett, DivaQ. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm very good. Glad to be back in Canada. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, so I'd like to start out with asking my guests uh, their barbecue story. How did you kind of... I started in barbecue 10 years, no, 13 years ago now. All right. And uh, originally from Ontario, Barrie, yeah. Ontario, Canada. Barrie, yeah. And uh, judged a barbecue contest. I had been staying at home with my children at that point. Before that, I had a 10-year career as an HR operations manager. Okay. So I went to school for business marketing and human resources and operations management. So double degree. And uh, 
did that for 10 years, decided to stay home with the kids, and then barbecue. Barbecue, barbecue hit, hit me yeah. really hard. I judged a barbecue contest, loved what I did yeah. and saw, and three days later I bought my first smoker. Okay. I bought a Weber Smoky Mountain 18.5 Black Beauty, yeah. and then uh, two days after that I got my first Traeger, and that was a little Tex, and uh, literally that started a progression of 65 barbecues and a whole bunch of other stuff. Awesome. Uh, so how did, you know, from that mm -hmm. to where you are now, kind of what was the progression? How did that all happen? Well, one of the things is, is that as a competitor, I wanted to compete. So three months after I first fell in love with barbecue, I did my first contest, backyard contest. I came in third. Uh, it was a backyard rib contest in St. Catharines, Ontario. Yep. Um, at that point, I had to make some decisions about what I really wanted out of barbecue. Right. Um, and one of the clear things to me is that in Ontario, there was a, definitely a lack of barbecue-centric people. There was a good group. Uh, but not enough for me to actually formulate, you know, some um, learning skills and aptitudes as a pit master. Right. Um, so I started traveling. Okay. So I traveled to every major hub of barbecue, uh, begged and borrowed and pleaded with people to talk to me and answer questions. Um, some of the most incredible experiences I've had actually was the learning process originally, which was the Meller family out of uh, Taylor, Texas. Yep. Uh, John Meller was the first person that actually taught me how to make a brisket. Okay. Uh, Black's Barbecue, uh, Leanne, yep. Wayne, um, and then traveling around to other locations yep. like, you know, the Nashville, Tennessee area. Yep. Different um, styles. Learning, yeah, and then going up to North Carolina traveling to Kentucky, traveling literally anywhere I could learn about barbecue is what I did. And I traveled on my own dime. And then um, I was progressively asked to do more and more segments on how to barbecue. Okay. Uh, because I had learned so much. And uh, one of the things is it's ongoing learning. You never actually stop learning about barbecue. Even now, 13 years later, I don't yeah. believe they'll ever stop learning. I'm a lot more comfortable being called a pit master now, though, that's right. for sure. Yeah. Um, and in the progression of that, uh, TV opportunities came along. Uh, based on my previous history as an HR operations manager, you know, there was training involved, there were skill sets involved. And so I started doing classes, God, 12 years ago, okay. 12 and 11 years ago, yeah. teaching people how to barbecue. Then I had a lot of producers asking me um, to do different things. Our previous program, everybody's beloved Canada AM, I was yep. on there so right, okay. many times yep. uh, with Beverly and, and everybody else and Seamus. And, um, and did a lot of those early morning TV segments. I had producers approach me quite often. Um, and then I ended up doing a show called Barbecue Pit Masters and did quite a few Food Network things as a, as a professional judge. Um, along this entire path though, I did a lot of competitions. Those were my biggest heydays for competitions. I do very little now because I'm so busy on the corporate side. So I had the opportunity to go and represent Canada multiple times at the Jack Daniels World Invitational, nice. um, at the American Royal, and many, many other contests. So I made a bit of a name for myself. Uh, you know, I'm a very determined competitor at the time. And now I go towards, you know, how I have a best-selling cookbook, mm -hmm. you know, more TV coming in the future. It just kind of right. keeps rolling, basically, yeah. you know. And I'm in the business of barbecue. That is actually what I am. I, I am not just a backyarder. I have been in the business of barbecue now for a solid, well, 2006. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, this is my entire career. Right. Um, and it's perpetuating into always different regions and different things. And yeah. It's always interesting. It's not linear. It goes in a very sporadic <laughs> manner yeah. many times. And it's afforded me um, opportunities to travel, to learn. I keep 
skipping out on the restaurant side of things because right. I know a lot of people in the industry that have restaurants. I <clears throat> I don't foresee myself having a restaurant anytime soon. Yeah, uh, but a whole, you know, uh, that's a whole different. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I like the flexibility to travel. I travel a lot. I love the opportunity to meet people. I, I love teaching barbecue more than anything in the world. I love teaching barbecue because. Yeah. There's something really magical when you can connect the dots for people and show them that. And so this career has, has really taken me in a lot of different directions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of keep enjoying it. Yeah, I think a restaurant, if you're going to be hands-on, you're kind of stuck there. I'm, uh, I'm definitely one of those people right? that takes a lot of pride in my food. Like, you know, here it is very early in the morning. And yeah, uh, I could here. certainly have had the, the crew come in and put my biscuits <laughs> on. But, yeah. you know, for me, if it's going to go out there and, and be a representation of Traeger Grills, I want it to be the very best it can possibly be. Uh, with the best girls in the world, so right. that's why I'm here. Right uh, talk, you you touched on the TV a little yep. bit. Uh, Barbecue Crawl was another one of the shows you. Uh, yeah, Barbecue Crawl, an extraordinarily successful show for three years. Yeah. We went to 157 countries. Wow. Uh, it is one of the, the most trafficked TV shows uh, in barbecue ever. Yeah. Very proud of that. Um, I'm proud of the fact that we got to tell real stories of real people. It was not scripted, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. And so it wasn't some BS reality show. Yeah. Uh, gave me the opportunity to just be me and, uh, and and my love of all things barbecue and supporting local independent barbecue makers. One of the things is, you know, barbecue isn't microwave food. It takes sacrifice, dedication, and time, and so much more goes into barbecue than people, I think, sometimes realize from the outside world. And so I was very proud of that show, very proud of what we showcased and the really independent stories. Um, helping people in that manner to elevate their knowledge of barbecue and also the visibility of those independent retailers of barbecue was a very proud moment for me. Awesome. Um, I guess talk about some of the places you've been able to travel to, some kind of uh, more memorable. I think one of, the, one of the most memorable is Tromsø, Norway. Okay. So I've traveled quite a bit. Yeah, um, really interesting opportunities that have come forward. Um, we were in Tromsø, Norway, which is only about three hours from Russia. Okay. Uh, very northern. We were there in the middle of winter to actually see the winter lights. I'm sorry, the northern lights. Northern lights yeah. And uh, definitely having the opportunity to go up there was one of the coolest things I've done. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, barbecued on the top of mountains in BC and Alberta, which is yeah. kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. This year alone, I've already been in Australia, New Zealand, Copenhagen. Um, where else have I gone? The UK this year. Been to Sweden this year, Canada, yeah. and about 20 or 30 states at this point. So yeah. I have a great opportunity to travel, and sometimes I have to turn things down now, um, even even though I want to do it, just because of scheduling issues. But I love the opportunity to see, no matter where you are in the world, uh, worldwide, barbecue brings people together, and that is truly one of the most beautiful things about barbecue. You don't rarely ever, I think, uh, make barbecue for yourself. It's usually a collaborative or community kind of event and so seeing the unification of people black white red purple green doesn't matter what color you are doesn't matter your orientation doesn't matter your politics yep. I think the world would be a lot better place if more people would just sit down and eat barbecue uh, and make it together yeah I think uh, I think it was maybe Wayne Mueller I heard him saying that you know kind of at the core of it it's family and friends community gathering around the fire I and, think the yeah. core of all things barbecue is just uniting, uniting people yeah. and I think that that needs to happen more the the faster the world goes I think the more people need to barbecue slow yeah. it down a bit uh, it's, uh, couldn't agree with you more
Uh, talk about the book. Do you accuse barbecue? Oh, the, the book became a bestseller before it actually even hit the shelves. Oh, um, and I am eternally grateful for the fans. I have the most incredible fan base. I really do. And they're, they're an integrity-filled group of people, and it always is growing. Um, yeah, I can't thank my fans enough. Um, we were just shocked. I'm still shocked to this day yeah. that here was a very, this is my very first book. Yeah. The only one I've written so far. They, they want more books. I just sure. have to yeah. sit down <laughs> and write them at this point. Time, uh, not, right? not for a lack of, of, of uh, publishers asking me. Sure, um, yeah. But one of the coolest moments is I remember I got a notification. A friend of mine called me and goes, go on Amazon right now. Yeah. And she's like, you're not going to believe this. And the book hadn't come out yet. It hadn't been released yet. And I screenshot it and it said bestseller. Wow. And it hadn't even been released. And that was three years ago. And I'm still shocked this to this day. The book is still selling really well. Yeah. I'm really proud of that book because it was written 100% by me. So okay. a lot of the barbecue books these days are, you know, 20% of the content is written by the pit master. The other 80% is done by a copywriter or a food writer. And I understand their time constraints. That that doesn't suit my level of life. No. Um, so all 55,000 words were actually written by my hands. Nice. And they're all real recipes that really work. Yeah. So they're not BS recipes that don't work, that just got thrown together. This is real food that everybody can use. It doesn't matter what type of um, grill you own. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that it's 195 recipes. It's a double book, basically. It's actually two books in one right. uh, for the size of it. And the fact that it's still being well-received to this day, um, we were nominated for, the book was actually nominated for a World Gourmand cookbook nice. and for a first time writer that's pretty spectacular yeah, to say the least I am once again just grateful for everybody who's ever bought it yeah. and and you know it's funny is that different locations you know when we when I teach sometimes they'll bring in books and people buy stacks of them and I, I am so eternally grateful because they're buying them for their friends yeah. they're buying them for their family because this isn't one of those books you just open up and you put it on a shelf this is a book that you can reference back year after year after year because there is that much variety in the book and yep. it's not just about the meat it's everything from desserts to bacon to baked goods to vegetables to family gatherings to some of my award-winning recipes some of the you know, competition stuff but it's a real cookbook for real people and i'm really proud of the fact that it's done so well so how does that come to be for you well, actually, one of the things is, is that I <laughs> I never wanted to write a book. No. I really didn't. And Jennifer Bain, if anybody recognizes that name in Canada, that was the Toronto Star food editor. Okay. So Jennifer Bain, the previous uh, food editor for Toronto Star, Canada's largest newspaper, and I got to be friends. She came and did some articles on me. And I remember her emailing me one day. She said, yeah, you need to write a book. Okay, You need yeah. to write a book. And she had sent my information to the, to the publisher at Random House. Yeah. And I'm like, Jen, I don't have time for this crap, okay? I really do. Like, come on. I'm on the road. I'm busy. I'm working. Yeah. And she definitely kicked me, nudged me, pushed me. And then I met Robert from Random House, the VP of Random House, yeah. and uh, Robert McCullough, who is an amazing human. And I said, listen, I'm not really interested in this. You guys came to me. I didn't come to you. Yeah. And he was just the most lovely human on the planet. I said, you're going to have to hold my hand like yeah. throughout the entire process. I don't know anything about book writing. I just know how to eat. I know how to eat. I love to eat. Yeah. And these are the recipes. And so um, I remember in the, the editing process when I thought I was done and I was dealing with an amazing editor. She was in her own right a good cookbook editor, an author. Yeah. And I literally had thrown the manuscript up against the wall because I was so sick of dealing with this book. Yeah. She said, oh, I was wondering where you were going to get to that stage. She goes, yeah. everybody gets to that stage at some point. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. And it's 
still this day it makes me smile when people send me links on Instagram or any other social media and they've made something from the cookbook. And it's so rewarding. Or they say, hey, you know, we had a family gathering. We made your prime rib roast. Right. We made your stuffed jalapenos. We made your bacon candy. Everybody loved it. Thank you for writing this book. It's funny because it gives me back more than it ever I ever, you know, gave out. I am shocked by that. By three years later, it still shocks me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, very great, very grateful. Eternally grateful, actually. Women's entrepreneurship in Alberta is growing, evolving, and more dynamic than ever before. And ATB is working to change the game for women entrepreneurs in Alberta. The first goal: bringing down barriers by helping women access the networks, resources, and funding they need to unleash their potential. With ATB's dedicated experts, innovative solutions, and deep understanding of Alberta business, they can help women entrepreneurs get where they want to be. Join the community by visiting ATB's Build Her Business Crowdfunding for Women Entrepreneurs Facebook page. Uh, barbecue traditionally has been a kind of a male-dominated industry. <laughs> not not kind of. No, it is absolutely a male <laughs> absolutely industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so talk about kind of some of the... It still is. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, I, I you know, it's... I am one of probably less than 5% female pitmasters yeah. in the world. Um, Unfortunately, I'd love to say it's all roses and, and daisies. It isn't. It's bullshit. Um, and I'm going to be really blunt. Yep. No, please. Because at the end of the day, if you and I were to walk into a store right now, they're going to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I might have 13 years of experience, uh, an absolute barbecue expert, which is what I am. They are always going to take a male's opinion over mine. And so it's a perpetual industry that faces a lot of challenges that way in regards to having respect of women in the industry. Um, that's actually one of the reasons I work with Traeger. Right. Um, I'm one of Traeger's pitmasters. Right. I travel around for them. I teach a lot of their classes with the other awesome pitmasters we have on our team. Right. Um, Traeger has always been, though, I think at the forefront of realizing what the real reality of barbecue is. It's not just males. Right. Um, I get this question all the time. And, and I, it'd be nice to get to a point where an interview doesn't include that question. But it's always going to happen in my lifetime. It's not going to change. I think the other part is is that um, social media, it, it's so funny, even in the social media spectrum of worlds, um, the guys get a lot more followers. Um, I don't know why that is. You know, And the funny thing is, is that some of those big barbecue guys, and, and it's hilarious to me, and it's frustrating, is that I'm going through my text messages going, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just taught you how to do that because you texted me and told me you didn't know how to do it. So I just walked you through it. But because you're male and you put it up on your social media, you just got you know 22,000 engagements. Meanwhile, um, if you want to look back, you know six years ago when I first posted it. Right. So that that kind of stuff frustrates the daylights out of me. Yeah, I can see um, that. That happens a lot. Uh, I gotta make sure that I don't have a chip on my shoulder about it because sometimes that can rear its ugly head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't back down from anybody though, and I think that people know my personality really well. I am not known for being a wuss, that's for sure. I am tougher than most. I always like like to say, you know, don't let the nails fool you. Okay, (laughs) don't don't let these nice shiny red nails fool you. Uh, I sling meat. I sling my own meat. I cut my own meat. I trim my own meat. I cook my own meat um, because I am an actual pit master. I just happen to be female. That's it. As a father of two. Teenage yeah. girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of bring that up just to kind yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think I, I don't, but I also don't use being female as an excuse. 
You know, no, if I'm gonna cook the meat, then I should be able to haul it up, and right. I should, you know, if it's a, if it's an 85 pound pig, or if it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, a big uh, round roast, or whatever. No, I, I'm not gonna ask somebody to do it for me. I'm gonna do it myself. I think that's also the other reason of, of why I don't think I'll ever want to put out a book with somebody else's input on it. That's a pride and integrity thing. I can do it all myself. I'm good at it. Um, I, I'm proud of the fact that you know that that whole history of authentic learning has occurred because I was so voracious for the knowledge and it didn't matter that I was female. Yeah. It just mattered that I wanted to learn. And uh, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, you've got a skill set in something. And it's nice now, it's so funny because even in the classes, you know, people come to me afterwards going, you know, I didn't know what you could teach me. And they come up and they'll say, I can't believe how much I learned. That's really rewarding because it's years and years and years of knowledge. And once again, perpetual knowledge, I never stop. Um, the fact that I've got ovaries doesn't make any difference to me, you know, and it doesn't matter to the people in the industry who respect real skill sets, yeah. and that's that. That's what really matters. Awesome. Uh, talk about I got you mentioned Traeger. I think yep. that's what you're here in Calgary for. Yeah. So Traeger is my biggest corporate client. Right. Um, I don't work directly for Traeger, but we work in partnership. partnership yeah. I have been using Traegers for 13 years. Um, I admire the company greatly. Let me make this very clear. The company has changed so much in the last five years right. uh, under new ownership, research and development, incredible amount of technology, thought process, investments that made me believe in it even more. Yeah. I believe it's the best pellet grill on the planet. In fact, I think dollar for dollar, going out of a store, a Traeger is your very best investment. And, and that's not just because I work with the company, it's because I truly believe that. I've been really careful in my career to only align myself with brands that I truly believe in. It's an integrity thing. Well, it's, so, your, it's your brand, It's right? my your, brand. DBQ is my company. Yeah. Um, people reference me as they call me Deep all the time, but that's actually my company name, yeah. you know? Yeah. And one of the things is that Traeger has this incredible ability to help you provide people with wood-fired goodness with a consistent, repeatable result. Yeah. And one of the great things about that is that it is one of those companies that are not resting on their laurels. Barbecue stagnates when it comes to research and development and advancements. And so one of the things that Traeger's done is disrupted the entire industry and said, no, no, we're not going to rest on our laurels. We're going to go back and we're going to go after the cleanest smoke possible. We're going to go back and create the most incredible environment in which to cook anything, not just the meats. Um, I've seen the progression of Traeger over the last 13 years, and I'm just astounded at how far the company has come now. Yeah. You know, we are now this, you know, incredibly huge company out of Salt Lake City, Utah, that has this incredible roster of accomplished pitmasters, chefs, culinary giants, and we all love our Traegers. And I think that that really showcases the versatility of the grill, the adaptability of the grill, um, and I'm proud to work with them. I'm very proud to work. I'm, I, there is never a moment where I've ever been embarrassed to work for this company. This company rocks, you know, um, and it's top driven from Jeremy Andrus down to the to, to everybody. Their dedication and focus to making your barbecue life better is outstanding. And once again, we bring together people with food. That's how we go. Uh, it's not a, it's not uh, it's not just the corporate mantra. It's real life. That's what we do. And that is really rewarding to be able to do that. So I'm grateful for every opportunity. I work very hard for them. They treat me well. And so it's been like the best partnership ever. Awesome. Yeah, I've enjoyed every minute. Super, yeah. And you know, I was 
a fellow in my office just bought one two three weeks ago yeah. we were chatting yesterday he's showing me the app and all the recipes yeah you know the, the, one of the things is Traeger's at the forefront culinary wise in the yeah. barbecue spectrum yeah. we have the best website for adaptability of recipes our culinary team is spectacular uh, Nicole Curtis everybody at, at head office and the culinary team is you know putting out incredible content our social team our outdoors team our gourmet team our barbecue teams um, and I don't mean competitively I'm talking these are all teams that come together to showcase the lifestyle that is barbecue because it's not just about the grill it's about everything about the grill it's about everything that comes together collaboratively with the grill and that's bringing people together to eat to experience to explore um, this entire culinary options you know so I, I I'm it's like, it gives me a big smile to think of where they've come from in all these years. Well, I was saying to him yesterday, they've done a fantastic job on the marketing and, and building that community, right? You go uh, yeah. on social media anywhere. Well, and, and you go anywhere on social media, you can find Traeger. Yeah, And exactly. Traeger Nation. Traeger Nation. Um, you know, and, and to be with within that company spectrum of being part of Traeger Nation, being one of their pro pit masters... Um, yeah, I'm proud to work with them. Awesome. You know, they're they're my like I said, they're my biggest corporate client. I also work with Duluth, uh, yeah. Duluth Clothing. Um, I'm a Duluth woman, so I'm their barbecue pit master as well. Okay. And then I work with other clients as well. Yeah, any of those you wanted to throw a mention uh, out I'll, to? I'll admit, well, I, I have a lot of what's called NDAs, okay, non-disclosure agreements, for my private yeah. clients, right. which I do a lot of individual work. Okay. So they'll uh, I've flown over to islands, different done nice. different things, and yeah. um, so you know. The, the Duluth and, and Traeger are the two biggest ones. I also work with Thermopen, Thermoworks, on a variety of projects. Um, great products. And, and once again, I've turned down some of the biggest names in barbecue because I just didn't like their products. I think they suck. At the end of the day, I want somebody to be able to trust my work. And I think what happens is, in this industry, what really does happen is that there's... Um, there's these individuals that go out and they'll take a grill from anyone. They'll take a piece of equipment from anyone. They'll take anything from anyone. Right. And the problem is, is you bounce around like that. Your word is just as good as a check. Yeah. So it's bouncing, you know, basically to me. Yeah. And so your integrity level, I think, goes down a bit. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, this everybody. my integrity level is, is a little different than other people's. Um, but I've actually financially hurt myself in the last few years because I've turned down some of those big ones. Um, but I love my integrity level. I sleep well, well at night, so that's all that matters to me. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's if you're just and if I say something works, it really does work. And yeah. if I say something sucks, it really does suck. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't mince words. You know, so um, not to hurt anybody, but I only want people to use their money wisely, their barbecue bucks and their dollars, and invest them wisely. And I, I think that that's kind of a nice thing. Awesome. Um, before we wrap up, where can folks? Uh find you online uh, oh I mean I'm very easy to find easy to I live on Instagram more yeah. than anything else so on Instagram on Twitter on my fan page the name is all the same it's Diva Q BBQ yeah. and I'm always available to give back and help people you know get to a better grilling and barbecue place I have a lot of videos on my IGTV and okay. none of them are monetized okay. I do it just to help people um, whether it's how to spatchcock a chicken how to pull membrane on ribs how to trim out a brisket properly all of those things are like those everyday barbecue tools that everybody needs. So I put them all up there. They're not monetized. I just want to help people. Uh, I was struggling with a rack the other day. Just didn't yeah. couldn't get the membrane loose. Yeah. Like and you know, these are the everyday <coughs> challenges that people yeah. have. Yeah. And so I like sharing the how-tos, the let me help you make your barbecue life easier. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the other thing. You know, I always say, you know, stop cooking by time. 
cook my temperature. Um, I go after consistent, repeatable results. Yeah. You know, that is my whole thing. Consistent, repeatable results. Because I want everybody to be a backyard rock star. I want everybody to bring people to their table. And I want more people to gather and share food and share barbecue because it, the world just will be better if they do. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> uh, this will be out the uh, week after next. Anything coming up, events that you want to throw a you plug know what? out for? I'm or? taking off uh, in about a week and I'm going to California to do Bell, uh, Bell Campo uh, Meat okay. Camp. It's, yeah. a, it's a camp up uh, in, in Northern California. Nice. Then I'm back on the road for a couple of other things, yeah. and we've got more travel in the future. So, you know, I'm always on the road. On Keep working. You want to know where I am? All you have to do is go to the Traeger Girls website for any of the shop classes. Visit any of my social social media in regards to, um, I do a lot of lives, the little yeah. how-tos and things like that. I love sharing. And if anybody has questions, go to my DM box on awesome. Instagram and ask oh, me a question. I'd be more than happy to help them. That's how I got a hold exactly. of you. Exactly. So that it, it works, I can say. There you go. So the, the last question I, uh, yep. I finish up with. It's dinner time, you're getting ready for dinner. Yep. What is your go-to meal? Oh, you know, it's funny. I go to a lot of uh, of a lot of parties. We always talk about death row meals. Okay. I already, sure. I will always know my death row meal because okay. it's always going to be the same kinds of things. I love my prime rib, nice. my herb crusted prime rib. The recipe is available online. It's yeah. everywhere. DivaQ's prime rib. I love prime rib a lot. Yeah. I love herbs. I love uh, smoked sweet mashed potatoes with sweet cream. Okay. Uh, lots of herbs, lots of garlic. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love baking on the grill. So it would have to be probably a uh, an apple cheesecake galette with a bourbon caramel sauce. Nice. Uh, the salad or, or a vegetable would probably be bacon wrapped uh, Brussels sprouts or something along those lines, or my ever so crazy decadent, um, you know, mac and cheeses that I make. Nice. I love uh, from the cookbook. It's got to be the jalapeno or the the basic buttermilk biscuits with lots okay. of fresh butter, uh, smoked garlic on the side, and a puree, um, and definitely maybe my chorizo queso. Wow. <laughs> Most people struggle with that question. Yeah, I, don't, I never struggle with it. I love to eat, so that's never that's never going to be a problem in my world. You awesome. Know? Well, Danielle, thank you so much. You're for welcome, this. dear. I really appreciate it. Glad you were able to come. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's a wrap, folks. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate each and every one of you that has tuned into any or all of the first 50 episodes and looking forward to bringing you more and more. A big thank you to Danielle Bennett for being on the show. You can check out her adventures by searching DivaQ on social media or check the episode notes for links. Wherever you are, I do encourage you to get out and support your local barbecue joints. If you're here in Alberta, please check out the Alberta Barbecue Trail page at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca for a listing of all the great barbecue joints here in Alberta. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and message me with your comments. You can find me on Twitter at EatMoreBarbecue, and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore more underscore barbecue. You can always email me at EatMoreBarbecue at gmail.com. And I'd like to take this moment to wish all of my listeners in the U.S. a very happy 4th of July, and I can't wait to see what you're all cooking. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. And until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.